Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir came and left South Africa seemingly unconcerned by the controversy surrounding his visit. A smiling Bashir greeted his supporters in Khartoum as he landed. However, the situation he left behind was of a different kind. Instead of cheers, Pretoria is facing legal and political dilemmas here at home. Bashir's departure from South Africa was a violation of an interim order given on Saturday that he must stay put. The Southern African Litigation Center went to court as soon as they had confirmation Bashir had landed. Caroline James says the South African government should have arrested him. War crimes, crimes against humanity and then genocide. And President Bashir is, is wanted for all of those crimes. Initially when the ICC issued an arrest warrant, they issued arrest, they, the charges related only to war crimes and crimes against humanity. But a year later they issued an arrest warrant for genocide. And so I think it, it is important to recognize that the crimes that he is suspected of committing are universally accepted as beyond the pale, particularly genocide. I think that we can all acknowledge that the issue of, around genocide is something that internationally countries need to take take seriously and hold perpetrators of, of those sorts of crimes to account. In court, there were arguments about entry and exit points. Despite the SABC reporting that he left around midday on Monday, the state lawyers were arguing that while his plane had left, the name of Omar Hassan al-Bashir was not on the passenger list. It was only after the judge ruled that Bashir be arrested that government dropped the bombshell. Advocate Mukhara, you wanted to tell us something? Yes, indeed, um, my lot, uh, um, I have been informed by the government that... Uh, they have reliable information that uh, President Al-Bashir has departed from the public on his way to the Sudan. This has the legal fraternity fuming. Dalimpov is the chairperson of the Johannesburg Society of Advocates. The Johannesburg Society of Advocates does not really concern itself so much with the merits of this particular case. The point that we wish to make is that a court order should be obeyed by organs of state as well as passengers, which is what our constitutional democracy demands. And we really call for an investigation as to how the court order which was issued on the Sunday was disobeyed because that is a threat to our democracy. For a week ahead of the summit, speculation was rife that the Sudanese president was heading south. But government would not confirm with the International Relations Ministry and Minister in the Presidency, Jeff Khadebe, refusing to speak on the matter. But it emerged in court that they were legally prepared. They had quietly gazetted immunity for all attending the AU summit, and no one opposed them. International Relations spokesperson, Clayson Mungela, emerged to speak after Bashir left and the summit had ended. Technically, uh, we were merely providing a venue. But this is an African Union summit. Everybody who took part in the summit was a guest of the African Union. In other words, they were not visiting South Africa necessarily, but they were attending a summit of the African Union. The heads of state, the ministers and everyone were here per invitation of the African Union. And they were granted immunities in terms of the host country agreement. You may recall that our minister uh, even gazetted this particular uh, immunities. 
In the past, government has been firm, warning al-Bashir that he would be arrested if he came to our shores. But this time it found itself caught between standing with the continent or violating its own constitution. South Africa is one of the founding members of the International Criminal Court and has ratified the home statute that obliges it to arrest Bashir, who has two arrest warrants. The African Union has a resolution that sitting presidents should not be prosecuted. And Pretoria chose Africa. President Robert Mugabe is the chair of the union. When here, President Zuma was telling me that uh, it's one of the NGOs that uh, was used by outsiders, I'm sure, to go to court and present the case of Pachia. Uh, but he said, no, you would be arrested, you won't allow the police force here to arrest you. A fight could be looming in the ICC Assembly of State Parties if the International Court decides to formally report South Africa's actions. The Assembly is dominated by African states as powerful countries like Russia, China and America are not members. President Mugabe again. This is not the headquarters of uh, ICC anyway. And we, we don't want it in this region at all. And uh, there is the view now that we should we should distance ourselves from the ICC. But unfortunately, the treaty that set it up was signed not by the AU, but by individual countries who thought the ICC was, uh, was there for, uh, for doing good. But those of them who signed the treaty are now regretting. While the UN says the powerful countries must also ratify the RAIM statute to protect the legitimacy of the ICC, it has warned that those against it must remember that the victims also deserve justice. UN Deputy Secretary General Jan Ellison. And I think therefore the ideas behind the ICC of listening to those signals and doing something about it and knowing that there is accountability in the cases where war crimes etc. are committed. So I hope we don't lose sight of what we are after, especially since so many horrible situations have been arising in your own continent. And I've been in so many of those situations and I've seen far too much. And therefore I think it's important that our African brothers and sisters are with us on this struggle. As the country was coming to terms with Bashir's departure, news broke that South African troops who are part of the United Nations peace mission in Darfur were intimidated, surrounded or held hostage to secure al-Bashir's return. However, the South African National Defense Force says the reports are not true. At no point did our troops come under any threat during this period. We have been carrying on with our work, our normal operational duties in the area, in the tasking of the United Nations. No extra operational preparedness was done. No additional instructions was given. So the situation in Tafor, where we exactly are, is calm. We have not had any threats whatsoever. Former Vice President of South Sudan, Rik Mashar, who temporarily left the bush for Sentin, also dismissed the reports. I come from the south. Bashir comes from the north. We were involved in bitter war until we agreed in 2005. The culture in the north is similar also to the culture in the South. You cannot hold troops of another country hostage for a political, if, if, even if there were a political difference. So I don't think uh, South Africa would make that decision based on the fact that there are troops.
Bashir's charges relate to the conflict in Sudan's Darfur region. The United Nations says the death toll from that conflict stands at 300,000 and more than 1.5 million people are displaced. In the coming week, South Africa will have to answer how Bashir, who was protected by local security officials, left the country in violation of the court order. I'm Matlatze Gallens in Johannesburg.